Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. That's right, we're here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden, and it's hot out there. Boy, let me tell you, I was really excited this week because normally this week a year ago was the Puerto Rican Day Parade. It would have been tomorrow. And last year, I had the uh, privilege of marching with the Guardian Angels, and that was a lot of fun. And I had a chance to uh, see my favorite congresswoman from the uh, 14th District of New York, La congresista Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But she wasn't really interested in seeing me. So I was like, hey, Congresswoman. And she literally cut and run and ran across Fifth Avenue. And that video is on my social media. And you can always check that out at Rich Valdez anywhere. Speaking of social media and going a little off my uh, planned introduction today. This morning I wake up and I see a bunch of text messages from people and they're letting me know, hey, I'm getting these weird inbox messages from you. And I said, I wonder what that's about. And it turns out somebody like hacked my profile or created a fake one and is impersonating me on Instagram. So I thought that was interesting and I don't know what they were selling. I think there were some sort of uh, business loans or something like that. But I-, I thought to myself, man. Of all the people in the world that you could pretend to be, they, they want to pretend to be me. But either way, I want you to go check out my social media. It's at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S. And I want to welcome you to the program. Part of what we're talking about today, I said we're going to talk about AOC. We're going to talk about politics in general, some crazy things that Biden said. And then the MAGA rallies are back. That's right. President Trump is going to be hosting some MAGA rallies. But what I want to get to right now is that point that kind of like just is building inside of you that you really want to talk about. And that's the point that they've figured it out. And by they, I mean the left, the Democrats, the socialists, whoever, whatever you want to call them, those that aren't lovers of liberty. They have figured it out. And now the Democrat mob knows that you won't do anything about it. They're taking over cities in Seattle. They're doing all sorts of things. They're knocking down statues left and right. Their goal is to break the heart and soul of America. And that really bothers me. Now, going back to AOC. AOC, uh, like I said, we were at this Puerto Rican Day Parade. I was there with Curtis Lewa, And we were going to our like staging area to walk down Fifth Avenue when I saw her. And then she cut and run. And one of her staffers uh, kind of like bumped me out of the way. It's really funny. It's on YouTube. You really should check it out because it's like, wow, I didn't realize saying hello was that difficult. But AOC had some more to say this week. And again, I'm not the only person she's running from. And again, I was trying to invite her to debate on this program and have a discussion, a debate on the issues. She didn't want to do that. 
And now I'm looking at the New York Post and it looks like she still doesn't want to do that. Headline, AOC plans to skip in-person debate with Democratic primary challengers. Now, this is AOC, the queen of standing up for primary, saying that everybody should have a primary. And listen, if you're not further to the left than me, we're going to primary you. Right. She's the one that's got the endorsement of the DSA, the Democrat Socialists of America. She's the one that went after establishment Democrats that served decades upon decades and won. She beat Joe Crowley. Now she chastised him. She said, no, 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 no. You don't get to not show up at the debate. But look exactly at what she's doing. Exactly that. AOC's going AWOL. This is from The New York Post. For the city's only in-person debate ahead of next week's Democratic Party primary. First-term Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from Queens in the Bronx, plans to skip the face-to-face showdown with three challengers on Wednesday, is what her office told the Post. Now, I don't know about you, but I look at this and I say, man, the hypocrisy is astounding. It's absolutely astounding. But what else should we expect from AOC? She believes in the Green New Deal. She believes in using the government to control the climate. She believes in workers owning part of what their employers have built when they haven't built anything at all. Her socialistic leanings and I'm going to say communist sympathizing philosophy have failed to take root in Washington, but they seem to really be taking root with Bernie bros all across America. And now she wants to defund the police. At least that's what she told George Stephanopoulos on ABC this week. They were discussing all of the craziness that's going on with the riots, all of that and what have you. And all of a sudden she says, hmm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm going to let you listen to what she's got to say because she goes from one thing to an absolute other thing. And I find it really interesting. Check this out. But the research does show that more police on the street means less crime. Well, I think there's uh, one question that that is interesting here is that um, when it comes to funds, it's not always just about the number of officers in the street. It's about these police precincts that have tanks, that have military weaponry and frankly have a degree of um, that have a degree of 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 material resources and war-like, um, war-like weaponry that people ask, why does a, a local police precinct have this in the first place? So when we talk about defunding, it can show up in multiple ways. Additionally, the other way that, that we talk about um, you know, in this is that when people ask for healthcare, when they ask for housing, when they ha- ask for education. I'm going to stop that right there if we can. So, okay, we're talking about defunding the police, and she's talking about taking a billion dollars away from, from the police to not have police. So this is her new plan. It's let's have less – well, she didn't say less cops on the street, right? Because Stephanopoulos says, well, when we have more cops on the street, there's less crime. And she says, well, I'm not necessarily talking about taking cops off the street. She's just talking about taking money out of their pocket, which is typical of communists. I mean, this is how they always did, right? They put your hand, their hand in your pocket, take your money and give it to someone else. She says, well, it's not necessarily about that. This is about health care and housing. Now, she does it in a different way, but her communist grandfather, Bernie Sanders, he does the same thing. Bolshevik Bernie does this. Health care is a right. And that's all he does. But Bernie, how are you going to help America? Denmark. 
Healthcare is a right. And he's just on repeat hitting that stinger. Boom, boom, boom. This is why they do what they do, and they're, they're good at staying on message. So, AOC, why is it that you want to defund the police? How is that going to help the safety and security of people in your district? Well, and she goes in this circuitous, and then she gets it, and it's all about housing, and it's all about health care. And this is where she wants, she wants to take money from the police without removing cops from the street to supplement her social programs. Check this out. What should be our number one budget priority at all? Does any agency deserve to be funded more than almost all the others for healthcare, housing, and youth combined. So there you go. There's the definition of a circuitous debate. We want more cops on the streets. We want lower crime. She says, great, you guys talk about the cops all you want. I'm going to talk about housing. I'm going to talk about health care. Because AOC doesn't believe that you should earn your own living, that you should go and get a job and take care of yourself. AOC believes that the government is supposed to be your daddy. AOC believes that the government's supposed to provide your housing and your health care and everything else. So I got news for you. If you hear me right now, please understand that I disagree with that. Please understand that I disagree with the government providing anything for me other than a military and some policing, a fire department, pave a road and keep a bridge, you know, so we don't fall off the bridge when we're crossing it. Outside of that, what the heck do I need the government for? In most situations, what we need is the government, like Reagan said, to get off our back, get out of our pocket. We don't need that. Anyway, earlier I was talking about social media. And with respect to social media, I was sharing this AOC story of her running away from me that was in the New York Post a year ago on Throwback Thursday. And somebody sent me a private message and said, you know, it's messed up that you even tried to say hello to her at the parade. And I thought to myself, why? But they went on and they said, because it was a parade and it's not a political match. And I said, well, you know, I respect that opinion, but I wasn't trying to have a political match. And like I said then, and I'll say now, I didn't step to her like trying to have, you know, uh, drop the gauntlet and say, hey, I challenge you to a duel right now. It was it wasn't that type of thing. It was, uh, hello, I'm, I'm Rich Valdez, and I want to I wanna have a discussion with you on the issues. I want to know what's important to black and brown people here in New York, in, in your district, and how you know you think and how I think and what that looks like. Where's the contrast? But we never had a chance to get that far in the conversation again because she did the, the dip. She bolted. So that was frustrating, and it made me think, you know, being that we're in the week of the Puerto Rican parade, I thought to myself, why not give – a quick lesson on frustration as viewed by the Boricuas, uh, the Puerto Rican people. So one of the things that goes through your head is, you know, you're like, damn. But again, if you're thinking in Spanish, you're thinking, I'm going to clean this up for radio. But it's obviously frustrating. So a Puerto Rican expression that's oftentimes used in situations like these is, me casuena, which is funny because you express your frustration, but... It literally means if you were to go to the bathroom and like drop a deuce, but the toilet wasn't there. So you'd be like, wow, I crap on nothing, <laughs> which is a lot funnier in Spanish when you say me casuena. But anyway, uh, I thought that was really funny. Others that you could have used, you know, euphemisms to clean them up is like contra or que miércoles. So I just wanted to share those with you. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. 
In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter. JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. We're going to get into a little bit about... What's going on in politics today? And I think sometimes, you know, art imitates life. And one of the art that I like, and a lot of people don't like him, but I, I think Kevin Spacey's a terrific actor. And House of Cards, man, is that one of the best series on Netflix ever. Whatever side of the aisle you're on, it's a good show. It's kind of crazy, but it's a good show. I want you to listen to this little clip from House of Cards before we get into the Biden stuff. Check this out. You don't actually need me to stand for anything. You just need me to stand. To be the strong man, the man of action. My God, you're addicted to action and slogans. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I do. Just as long as I'm doing something, you're happy to be along for the ride. And frankly, I don't blame you. With all the foolishness and indecision in your lives, why not a man like me? I don't apologize. In the end, I don't care whether you love me or you hate me, just as long as I win. The deck is stacked. The rules are rigged. Welcome to the death of the age of reason. There is no right or wrong. Not anymore. There's only being in and then being out. Welcome to the death of reason, right? Or the end of the age of reason. There's only being in. There's only uh, being out. It's whether you win or you don't. Whether you love Trump, hate Trump, love Biden or hate Biden, if, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. This is true today, right? This is the, the word politics. It literally translates into the balance of power, influence. I find it interesting that he says it so blatantly. Yet so many people don't realize that or they realize it and they write it off and they think to themselves, well, you know, you got crook A or crook B. It doesn't matter. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat because they're both crooks. It's the same on both sides. Yeah, granted. But the question becomes, are you just going to sit there and let everybody be a crook or are you going to do your job and and be a a responsible citizen and, and step your game up? Because if you don't, what happens is there's a vacuum and in this vacuum, it gets filled. What does it get filled with? Well, I think we've seen that. It gets filled with rioters and looters who take advantage of whatever's going on. They're just riding the wave. Anarchists are always going to be anarchists. I've never went to a protest. And if you have, please give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. 848-9222. If you've ever gone to a protest, a demonstration, a march, and decide I'm going to hold something up, I'm going to say, you know what, I believe in this, this is the right thing, etc. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you decide, hmm, I think I'm going to go and throw a brick through a window. Just out of left. That doesn't happen. People don't just decide, I'm going to go and toss that garbage can upside down. That's not normal. Those people went there with the intention of doing these things. You have to ask yourself, why are these things happening? Why? Well, it's again, it's what Frank Underwood just mentioned. He, He said, we're all about either being in or being out. 
And people that want to be in, people that want you, people that want to influence you, they're all over it. They're making sure that they don't skip a beat, that they don't miss anything. As promised, we're going to get into some uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's had a lot of crazy things to say. I mean, most of the things Joe Biden says are crazy. But every now and again, we get a nugget, a pearl. Now, if you'll remember a couple of weeks ago, former Vice President Joe Biden said to Charlemagne the God on, uh, I guess, what was that? The Breakfast Club. He told him that if he didn't know who he was voting for, if he was going to vote for Biden or for Trump, then he wasn't black enough. Check this out. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. (laughs) So there you go. That's Vice President Biden saying that, that, (laughs) you ain't black. Now, I find it interesting because like a real stiff suit politician with his hand out looking for money, back in the day, in 1983, Biden had something different to say. Yes, he did. And uh, those of you that listened to the great one here on WABC heard this clip. And I said, man, I got to snatch that one up. I got to backbench that one so that you guys could hear it because I think it's worthy of repeating. And, and it's not brand new. Obviously, it's been around since 1983, but definitely worthy of honorable mention yet again. Listen to this. The senator made a very... Moving an eloquent speech as a son of the Confederacy, acknowledging that it was time to change and yield to a position that Senator Carol Mosley Braun raised on the floor of the Senate, not granting a federal charter to a organization made up of many fine people who continue to display the confederate flag so yes an organization displaying uh, of many fine people that display the confederate flag now that wasn't in 1863 that was in 1983 and that's the point i'm making good old joe biden will say anything to anybody at any time because he just doesn't give a damn and the reality is he has way more baggage in his closet that would make the case for him being a bigot than otherwise I mean, just because he was the vice president to the first black president doesn't necessarily mean that he did not endorse the daughters of the Confederacy. Yeah, no, that's what he did. I mean, and let's not forget, and people love to debate this stuff, but the reality is the Democrat Party had a militant wing called the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. They did the dirty work of the Democrat Party. They wanted to hold on to slavery. They promoted Jim Crow laws. It was the Republicans from Lincoln straight through that were abolitionists. They were anti-slavery. Isn't it interesting how Joe Biden literally plays both sides of this coin? And he today he's like, doesn't know where he is. He's with his wife. He's with his sister. Doesn't know what state he's in. And yet he wants to be our president. And he's constantly attacking Trump. Well, I shouldn't say constantly because occasionally he'll say Donald Trump can win in 2020. You know, he does say stuff like that. Or last week he said, uh, what did he say? I can beat Joe Biden. And he didn't realize he was Joe Biden. <laughs> and I should have lined up that audio because that was really funny. But it opens the conversation for us to, to really think about what is the deal with Joe Biden and what's going on? 
And how genuine is his call to support the Black Lives Matter movement? Is it genuine at all? Is it genuine at all when he says to a probably one of the biggest black radio hosts in, in America that you're not black? And again, none of this stuff is new, but it's telling. It's extremely telling. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. <laughs> Let me hear that one more time. <laughs> I'll give it to you one more time. I've got a record of over 40 years and I am going to beat Joe Biden. <laughs> now, when Joe Biden says that he himself is going to beat Joe Biden. Prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. 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 Now that is classic. That right there is Trump's re-election commercial, right? I'm going to beat Joe Biden. But earlier, there's another one. That would be his second commercial is where he says Donald Trump is going to win 2020 because this is Joe Biden. Lamentably, he's just not there like he used to be. At one point, he was there. He was lunch bucket Joe, like he likes to say. But right now, I think he's past his prime. I think they know that. And it's honestly, it's a shame that his family allows him to go out there and embarrass himself that way. But this is what the Democrats want. Of course, we welcome your feedback online, on social media, wherever you want to reach us. You can at richvaldez.com. Therichvaldez.com is our website. And of course, you can get me on social media at richvaldez with an S. That's richvaldez with an S on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Get at us at richvaldez with an S. Stay tuned because up next, we're going to get into something really dicey. Keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. I'm still Rich Valdez, and this is still America. Now, stolen power is power that's stolen from the people. That's because power belongs to the people. Just like we abide in our Constitution, that says we, the people. Now, I'm not talking about oclocracy. That's a fancy word for mob rule or mobocracy. This word, oclocracy, which I learned not too long ago and I can barely pronounce sometimes, every now and again I'll call it oklarasi, putting the accent on the wrong syllable. But I digress. The mob, or at least part of the mob, meaning we the people, has spoken with their wallets. Retail sales are up, the Dow Jones is up almost a thousand points. Retail is up 17 percentage points. And that's exciting. So if retail sales are good, why is it that advertisers are pulling out from Tucker Carlson's show on the Fox News channel? Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know that I have a show too, and I would hate to see that happen to me. Or even to Don Limon at the CNN channel. I don't want to destroy CNN. I want them to be honest and less hateful toward America. Reading my emails earlier, and I get a lot of them, so sometimes I can't get to all of them right away. And I saw one from a couple of days back from an old professor friend of mine who's a Cuban exile. And he was sharing his take on what he thought of the whole Tucker Carlson situation, saying that this is really a way to drown out serious commentary 
Ironically, because the very same for-profit businesses that, under socialism, would be taken over and sink, ultimately hurting themselves and hurting the veritable proletariat that they seek to protect. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And he cited an example about corporations in Cuba back in the days, like Bacardi Rum, which moved to Puerto Rico and eventually became a competitor to the Puerto Rican run company, Don Q, or as we say in Espanol, Don Q. And they bankrolled anti-Batista politicos in Cuba because they wanted to protect their business, and quite specifically the Castros. And voila, in sarcastic gratitude, Fidel and Raul confiscated Cuba's world-famous flag industry. Well, wise words from the professor, and it's important that we never forget our history and that we know the facts so that we don't fall into these messes yet again. Now, this reminds me of a story from just a couple of days ago. My family and I, we were uh, celebrating Flag Day, the president's birthday, and of course, the National Puerto Rican Day Parade that didn't happen this year. And we were sitting around the patio table with uh, a few people. My brother, who's 52, my daughter, who's about to turn 19 in about a month, and on the other side of the yard, my niece was there with my 14-year-old daughter, who'll be 15 this year, and they were roasting marshmallows to make Puerto Rican s'mores. Mm-hmm, that's a thing. At least we made it into a thing using Galletita Maria. Those are the Goya brand Maria crackers instead of graham crackers. And if you want to check those out, uh, I thought it was a really cool little video. It's on my Instagram story, at Rich Valdez on Instagram. But at the table, the patio table we were sitting at, we were having a really interesting conversation about why we should or shouldn't consider George Floyd's previous criminal complaints of menacing a pregnant woman at gunpoint. They were both shocked, more like dismayed, that I was willing to turn a blind eye to his history. Well, here's why. Number one, the cops weren't there to respond to George Floyd's previous criminal behavior. They were responding to a counterfeit $20 bill. So that had little bearing on anybody's decision to keep their knee on his neck. And if it did, it would make the case for premeditated murder. I would make the case for saying that this officer became the judge and the jury sentencing Mr. Floyd to death, if that were in fact the case. And I don't think that was the case. Reason being, if you've ever seen a statue or a painting of a woman wrapped in a sheet, actually a toga, some artists have portrayed her with like her cleavage hanging out. While that has nothing to do with this, but I want you to stay focused. She's holding a scale in one hand and a sword in another, and she's blindfolded. Today, she's known as Lady Justice. And my question, why is Lady Justice, who's a.k.a. Justicia, why is she blindfolded? Well, according to the incredibly accurate source, Wikipedia, and I say that with all sarcasm intended, since the 16th century, Lady Justice has often been depicted wearing a blindfold. The blindfold represents impartiality, the ideal that justice should be applied without regard to wealth, power, or status. I think I can believe that. Now, the reason she's holding those balance scales, it's because that also represents impartiality and the obligation of the law, through, obviously, its representatives, to weigh the evidence presented to the court. Each side of a legal case needs to be looked at and comparisons have to be made as justice is done. Of course, there were earlier versions that had similar icons holding a sword and a feather to represent balance. My point here is not to get into the history of the Greek god Justitia, but to emphasize what we know today, four or five hundred years later. And the sword symbolizes enforcement and respect. It means that justice stands by its decision and ruling 
and it's able to take action. The very fact that the sword is out of its sheath is a sign that justice is transparent and isn't there to scare us, but it's there to help us. Now, the sword being double-edged signifies that justice can rule either against or for either of the parties once the evidence has been presented. And it's bound to enforce the ruling as well as protect and defend the innocent party. Now we get to the blindfold, which has been the subject of debate in the past. Apparently, its original significance was that the judicial system was tolerating abuse or ignoring certain aspects of the law and turning a blind eye to them. And that's very much what they're saying about the case today, which I don't believe to be true. And that didn't last long. And since the 16th century, that's pretty much been debunked. And it's believed that Lady Justice is wearing the blindfold because justice ought to be blind. And that's why we shouldn't look at the past in that particular situation. I'm not saying in a jury trial. I'm saying right there with a cop responding to a bad guy in that moment, in George Floyd's case. So in modern times, the blindfold represents the impartiality and objectivity of the law and that it doesn't let outside factors like politics, wealth, fame, infamy, influence, whatever decision it has to come to. So it's my opinion that George Floyd's past is not on trial here. And this is what my brother and my daughter were discussing and I was chiming in. I thought it was fascinating. Perhaps there's a more famous example from the biblical era. Let's use Saul from Tarsus, a hitman of sorts, who was dedicated to persecuting Christians. And we know from the ancient scripture that Saul had a change of heart after a divine meeting on the road to Damascus. It left him a changed man, no longer wanting to persecute the Christians. Instead, he became a supporter, a minister, a disciple, and an apostle, changing his name to St. Paul. If St. Paul can change from being a persecutor of Christians, then surely George Floyd can change. And I'm not here to make the case that he did or he didn't. I'm really here to make the case that I don't think we need to add insult to injury and dig up a dark part of his past when the guy died as a victim. Life is never squeaky clean. Plenty of good preachers have served God and made the carnal mistake of hooking up with a secretary or a, par- or a parishioner. No one's perfect but God. With that said, we shouldn't diminish what happened to George Floyd because of his past, and we shouldn't make his murder something that was done for the sake of martyrdom. He didn't volunteer to die, and he didn't die standing up for BLM. My bottom line is that he didn't deserve to die. Period. So yes, it's sad. This is why we have to stand for something, or we'll fall for anything. Just like his fellow officers did when they didn't stand up for Mr. Floyd. They accepted his aggressive and messed up behavior, and it resulted in the loss of Mr. Floyd's life. So I don't think about this as being on the right side of the political spectrum or the left side of the political spectrum. I think it's about finding a set of rules like the Constitution, or dare I say, the Bible, and sticking to them, knowing them, living by them. Again, none of us are perfect, but I do believe that, at least for me, in my worldview, it's about finding Christ and living morally. There aren't any laws against doing the right thing. The problem that we face is that people want to make up their own truth, idealism. So we have to stay on point. It's not about meeting in the middle. It's not about compromise. It's about the truth. So again, I'll leave you with Hamilton's admonishment or admonition. If you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. And with the wise words of Sir Edmund Burke, 
The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit back, relax, and do absolutely nothing. Hasta la próxima, América. Until the next time, I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.